Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Steve, and we are here today to discuss Gideon Falls Volume 1. It's my first time reading the series. I've read a little bit of Jeff Lemire before, but this is my first time reading Gideon Falls. And I have been reading Tenement. It's the newer series that was just released. I think it's in the same universe, but I'm not sure how it's connected just yet. But All right. Anyway, so uh, Jared, will you give us an introduction? Yeah, I'm Jared. Um, I run the Fantasy Thinker YouTube channel and uh, do a uh, blog here on page viewing. And uh, this is my first time reading this as well. Hmm. And Chris. My name is Chris Moon. I am a sometimes YouTuber, sometimes appear on Steve's channel and talk a lot on page viewing forums. And my question about Tenement would be this. Is it as wild as Gideon Falls? No, not yet. No, I think it's only <laughs> two issues in though. So. It is just it's, me. It, it, it's it's plenty wild this year. Yeah, well, there's lots going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To that point, yeah, it it just it feels like we're on one track, and then it feels like things open up. Like there's a lot going on. At least there's a potential of a lot going on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I, I liked it a lot. I, I, I was uh, I was engrossed from the. Uh, the first page and um it kept my interest like i read it probably like it less than two hours like an hour or something like that it was it was just very fast and um i uh really got into this story and i like how he had two different characters from two different backgrounds you know and uh because the priest came to the uh came to the town starting new there and then you had the uh uh, what was the other guy's name in New York? Was he in New York? Norton. 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 Yeah, and uh, he was uh, having these visions all his life, I guess, about this black barn, and uh, doing some crazy stuff to try to figure it out. <laughs> so I like the two contrasting stories. Yeah, that was uh, pretty well done. There are a lot of panels and a lot of pages and a lot of passages that I actually couldn't make any sense of, and I think that's probably in purpose. You know, there's, a, there's especially the start, the first couple of pages. I kind of read them three or four times. I was like, I don't even, I don't even understand what I'm seeing, what I'm supposed to be seeing, or anything. And I thought, no, I'll just continue on. And I started to make sense then further on in. I like that we keep on getting adding characters. We keep on kind of getting at what would appear to be more layers of this. There's more layers of the onion nearly every issue that comes out. And because this seems to be a bit of a longer run, I, I like that freedom quite a lot. Mm-hmm. How many volumes is it total? I think five or six, I think. I think there's five or six. So there's oh, six cool. in this. Isn't there six issues in this? Yeah. I think there's five in the next because I checked the next one. So as, as soon as it passes on that pattern, then it's it's good. That's good because that's good. There's a lot of story. Yeah, yeah. it was a, mm-hmm. it was a it's a good setup for that kind of a series. So I really liked uh, how this all started out. Like plenty of meat in the volume, but also definitely something that's starting a bigger story. You know, and so that was uh, I I liked it a lot actually. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say. Did it cross anyone else's mind that this might be just the priest uh, hallucinating or having some kind of delusion because of his drinking problem or it's like a hallucination or something? That that didn't occur to me, but there are plenty of other like allegorical things that I like that. I kind of thought, 
what is happening here? Is this not happening? Is this honestly somebody has planted all this together? It's more the interconnectedness between Norton and the time where, where this thing's happening. You know, that relationship there. One of those definitely could be not happening, if you know what I mean. That's the thought that I had. But uh, I like the priest, the priest part. Mm. Yeah, it, it was interesting how he, um, you know, he obviously gets set up somehow to get take the fall for the original murder. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm like, how do you explain your way out of that? How is he going to get out of that? Because he's thrown in jail. There's no other suspects at the time. And uh, that's a, uh, that was an interesting situation. His bishop blows him off, kind of just says, yep. yeah, yeah. Don't worry, it's all going to work out, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I felt bad for him, you know, because he's. You don't think he did it unless he is hallucinating or something, but you don't think he did it at at that point, you know. And uh, I don't think he did it right now, but because um, we get other explanations as the story goes on. But, yeah, it kept on hinting that the priest could break bad at any moment, you know, almost break character and break, you know, that he was the ultimate evil, you know, as as it came. Came through, but it, as you say, it hasn't happened yet, and it, they are yeah. sort of setting him up this stage to be the hero rather than the villain. But therein lies, yeah, yeah. And, and you wonder how far he, you know, how far down the rabbit hole he's going to go with with the doctor, and you know that who's the sheriff's father, and and mm. um, and how far. On the other side, how far down the rabbit hole is that therapist going to go with Norton? Um, Dr. Hsu. Is it? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions, yeah. And lots of space for us to postulate what could be going on because, like, that is such an open story at the moment. And, like I say, every issue kind of seems to add something else that we don't know or do know or suspect. Like, for instance, uh, the guy Joe who ends up being. You know, I suppose the villain of the back end of these mm-hmm. issues. You spot him visually in the church with a kind of leery look in his face. You know, you kind of know there's something up with him quite early doors, but obviously don't know how that's resolved until much later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the way the artwork was portraying him um, at when he first meets him at the church. You see, he introduces his wife, but his wife is always in the background. Or to the side, and she's never, you know, like a real character. This to this guy, he's she's just a, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? A, something he brings along, An accessory, you know, a showpiece yeah. accessory. Exactly, that's the word I was looking. <laughs> and uh, and uh, even when later on, when the, um, you know, they they find him, uh, who did he? already killed somebody at that point yeah sergeant ballard who yes, was that's yeah. right the sergeant yeah he had him hung upside down but again another one of those things you think you see but maybe you did not see or you know it's it's not it's not graphically shown to you it's more sort of indicated or mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's not in your face it's subtle and um but even then his his wife was outside and then that's right and um she's still kind of shown as not prominent, you know? And, and you kind of knew she that it wasn't going to end well for her. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, but still shocked at how her end, you know, came because again, not seen. Kind of as, yep. as he rushes past and you go out and you see that actually, you know, he's just on the way past. Yeah. He's just taking out his wife. Mm. He doesn't seem to be shocked or in trauma even about it. She just seems to be sort of accepting. Yeah, she um, hmm. she her she resembles an accessory, like like we said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, even even her reaction to everything is kind of just accessorizing his his uh the uh you know the so far bad guys plight here. <laughs> and you also wonder too on all these on some of the visuals how what is really happening and what is the barn just yeah. feeding them that may not even be real. So. You don't really know exactly what's real and what's not. Hmm. And the artwork, and especially like I think the paneling has to be discussed in this quite a lot because it's mm. very it's it's constantly moving on you. In fact, it has this thing with phantom panels. I keep on looking to see what the phantom panels are about. The kind of red outlines. Yeah, oh, and the shots and the highlighting within mm. the panels and the crossover. The There's like, yeah. like the, the Venn diagrams happening off a lot of like intersecting sections and yeah, like the, the red mm. panels is the bit that really interests me because it's almost like the, there were different panels supposed to be there or maybe if I overlaid another, I kept on flicking back and forth a few pages to see if there was a, like a layout that matched the missing layout on another page so that if mm. I could overlay it. I might actually oh. glean something about it. I, I did try. I couldn't find anything. But those red <laughs> outlines are very interesting to me because they're obviously for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, even like the red backgrounds too, right? Red backgrounds. Yeah. Yes. 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 And... Yep. It's very interesting lights, and then even the the senses when they go inside the burn it's almost like it's bleeding from the edges. It's like ripped, torn out paper. On the sides, and, and, and like, it's, like it's it's not consistent at all the whole way through. It definitely has its own theming. Oh yeah, yeah the, all that that panel with the like cubes, the, the double page panel with the cubes mm-hmm. in the red background, which like I think he's kind of inside something or yeah, it's it's or she's oh, inside something. Yeah, like it's, it's very. Like, I'd very say weird. the world is very you know old study like no technology kind of showing on the whole thing yet there are these moments where that kind of cube kind of vr world is kind of overlaid on top you know this projection and you kind of go oh there's there's obviously more going on here and then of course you know it ends up jesus makes an appearance and everything and by that stage i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a big mystery about what exactly the barn is you don't get answered in this one uh what exactly the barn is and what what people seeing it means and is this guy norton actually finding pieces that he's going to build it with or is it just all in his messed up head we're not uh we're not sure yet about that um lots of visuals that uh, relate to that with through the artwork and with this and, yeah, uh, that page is another oh. real standout with all the many, many parts of the shooting of the sheriff. Essentially, there's tiny, yeah, tiny right. panels. Yeah, that was took me a minute to realize what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, but it is almost sensory overload in some pages, isn't it? Where you kind of you're making your way through a story, kind of working your way through panels, and it almost makes, stops you in your tracks and says, "A, a, a bit to your point, Stephen." 
are these hallucinations of somebody? It all seems a bit muddled up and a bit disjointed in that way, but consistent with it itself by the time they do it a couple of times. You know, it's not the same kind of hallucination or difference. It's, it's, it's a different way of doing it. Hmm. It's almost like they're moving through time or like through a different, like time is slowing down or time is uh, bending or something. It's kind of the, but it, maybe it's a hallucination too. So I don't know, but it is, it, I love the, the cubes and then the other, other page with the small, I mean, just because it does seem like it's out of order on the other page with it's the smaller panels. It seems like it's not in chronological order. It yes. seems like everything is happening all at once. Um, kind of remote, like Lovecraftian vibes with it, like time. Yeah, like parallel universes or something all happening at the same time. There's a, mm-hmm. And at this stage, of course, everything is possible. You know, <laughs> that could be exactly what you could have absolutely nailed what it is. You could be a million miles off. You you just would not know. Uh, but at the, at the heart of it, it is still what seems to be a sort of good versus evil story you know that that's what, what seems to be at the heart of it you know you have this unseen benevolent force that is kind of housed or at least sort of linked to this black barn which doesn't actually exist and then you have this group of men and almost like this civil war kind of group called the plowmen uh who have been passed through time the baton's been passed from one to the next as they try and solve and get to the bottom and ultimately culminating I think in this book in one big question which is where Jesus appears of would you like knowledge or would you like to save a life you know which I think mm. is an existential question rather than a than the other one even even Joe oh God, I can't remember his second name but his um, his thing is you, 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 cho- you chose not to get the answers what are you doing like this is the whole point of the, what what we should be doing we should be looking for answers in life and knowledge and yet you chose to save the life so interesting yeah, right. Yeah, that was it, it was a little surreal at points when when they got to those uh, those type of things because in, in the beginning of the book the the red seems to more signify just either a connection with the barn or just a you know when he's having a vision or when he even one point where he says um, where he says to his therapist I can't tell you. And it, and it goes red around him and um, you know then it goes back to normal when they're talking when they're having a normal conversation you know and uh, so it, there's a lot of that in the beginning and then it gets more surreal towards the end as we have some of our confrontations um, between uh, you know the the former priest who shows up he's all red Yes, you know when he's when he's creepily standing there or squatting there on top, of whatever, whatever he was on top of there, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> takes off, and then, then, uh, and then the uh, what was the guy's name? The, the one with the gun who was killing people, but um, Joe, somebody, Joe's yeah, a, but as much as I remember, and it mm-hmm. gets even more red and surreal as you know as the confrontations build up. So it's very. Very interesting choices of uh, artistic design. <laughs> yeah, the other artistic things that I think, and it, it happens more often than that. See these moments where it does like the mirroring, mirroring at the bottom of the uh, of the image on top, or even left to right oh, as yeah. it does in that one. You know, when she's oh, yeah. looking at the barn and then into what is essentially real life. That happens a number of times through this, and yeah. sometimes it's so 
subtle, you would miss it. You know, it, it almost doesn't look like it's there. And it's only when you'll check back, you go, oh, that's somebody's hands pushing this up from the bottom or mm. similarly. Um, so, like as I say, the visual styling is, is utterly fascinating. It, it, it creates another level to the storytelling. Um, even yeah. within... Then that, that, that that's that's the other one. Like again, these circles where they kind of mm-hmm. overlaid the circles with the investigation part in the background, all the clippings of the newspaper, etc., in the back, and then it's kind of brought forward, and then you've got a bit of story at the side, and oh, such, such interesting visual storytelling the whole way through. Yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> And it does almost seem like the priest was meant to be there, or it, that it's because they do seem a little bit calm when he calls his bishop and it kind of tells him what you know he's filling him in on what's happening, and he doesn't seem too concerned about it. And it does seem like uh, I think he tells him, "You're right where you need to be." At the end, towards the end of the issue, yeah, the collection, and it it doesn't show the the bishop in the chair. At least it kind of shows him, but it the. I'm not sure if that's that's the the design of the chair or not, but it does look like not a human. If that is someone's head poking out, so you wonder if and like you mentioned, Chris, he's given a choice whether to, to save a life or to get knowledge, and he and they you know he's he's told well it's, it was up to you. It's I was told it's up to you. So who is pulling the strings here? Like what? Who's putting everything in position? Yeah, that's a good question. Because is the uh, is his bidget, his bishop involved in in this and in this decision? And because you would think that most times when you call somebody and say, "Hey, it is a," I just walked into a, I'm a murder suspect all of a sudden. <laughs> that the person who put you there would be a little more concerned <laughs> about uh, your welfare or whether they made a mistake putting you there you know who knows uh but it was just like nope you're right where you're supposed to be so uh you wonder how much how deeper does this go in the church and how deeper does it go in this town as well (laughs) yeah it does seem like it's the church is involved somehow or at least the bishop is because he's uh it seems like it's a surprise when he's when he's told to go to Gideon Falls Seems like an unlikely place to send them. So, there's this sort of question of, and I think it's kind of put in the reader. What do you believe? I, what's your faith? Where does your faith lie in this story? Is there a rational explanation of what's going on here? Is it just good versus evil? Is it just evil? You know, what 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 is? What do you think's going on? I think it kind of probes at that, even with the visual styling and the way that it sort of becomes sci-fi esque in this in uh, yeah. issue six. You know, the 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 fabric and the way that it tells its story kind of changes. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, at the back where it kind of does the um, showing the different co- covers. And there is not a consistency in style, even amongst the color covers. You know, it's almost like, again, like I'd say, the parallel universe of, like, one of these is, is one thing, one of them's another. You know, they're really playing with the art the whole way through this and, and with the reality of what's going on. Again, prompting that question of what's real, what's not real. You know, if, if you strip it this bit, does the rest of it make sense? Mm-hmm. I have no idea, by the way. 
And it, it does seem like the, it doesn't seem like they're, because spe- they hadn't found, was it Father Tom, the first yes. priest? Yep. He, he did, they never found his body. They just assumed that he had drowned. And it does seem like he's running around trying to lure people into the barn. So it, I don't know if it's a spiritual thing or if it's like a, phys- it's like a, instead of it being in control of their souls, it's in control of their bodies. Mm. Like a haunting? But, Almost, mm. yeah. And you wonder what is it good versus evil, or but what exactly is the evil? Like, is it you know we when, don't we don't know that yet, really. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. say that, like, if you think if it was a haunting, say for instance, like it was in Father Tom, and then he died, and then it went into Joe, it would only seem to be occupy one person at a time, which at least would give it some kind of. You know, sense making there. You know that that it kind of shifts from body. Once it's used that body, it'll move on to the next. Which means if it's if it is one person at a time, usually hauntings come by some sort of transference from presence mm-hmm. being close proximity. So where Joe died, well, there's only about one man shot him. At that stage, then it would transfer to our current priest. Is what you would think if that was if it was a haunting. If you know what I mean. If this is with the. Mm-hmm. The postulating com- comes about, but it feels a bit too early for him to be that character or for him to devolve. I don't know, but that's just I just love things with mystery, especially with mm-hmm. like a, a mystery that I can't make sense of yet. It feels like you know something like True Detective, where there's lots of things that could happen, you know, lots of things that are at play, and we all of your answers could seem plausible, and yet you somehow feel like you don't know enough. Yeah, yeah. And the the, uh, the the sheriff, the the doc's daughter, Clara, yeah, um, she doesn't want to have anything to do with all the nonsense. She just she wants she trying to be more rational, even though there's certain points where it looks like she might have got sucked in a little bit. But she's always she's always backing off of that and trying to get a more rational explanation. Um, so you wonder how that's going to play out as well. As, you know, and, and the therapist too. She saw the vision, but then she was like, no, 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 it couldn't have been. She tried to play it down a little bit again the next time she met him. And she kind of, um, she left again. She left him when he's tried to, when he started going into his spiel about, you know, the whole black barn and all that stuff. And then, uh, but then it happened again. So she came back. Um, but the, uh, so it'd be interesting to see how those characters play it out, the ones who weren't so uh, invested in divisions to start with, you know. Is, is Norton meant to rebuild the barn? Is that why he's, he's collecting these That's what he parts? Thinks. That's what it looks like, yeah. I sort of thought it was just going to be the door. and there's Something about, well, it's the whole barn. I thought that seems unrealistic. The barn's massive. But if it just had been the door that he was rebuilding, it sort of, you know, mm. pieced it together. Because, again, that iconography of the, the door shape is, is everywhere throughout, throughout, throughout the thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the question of, you know, who is Norton? <laughs> Does it seem a bit too obvious for him to be the missing brother? Hmm. I didn't catch that. And uh, so I, I was just going to bring up that his um, Clara mentions that she thought he she saw her brother. 
exactly. I saw Daniel. Daniel. Yep. And Norton was in the barn around the same time uh, during his hypnosis, so that does make sense. But it, it, it first tricked me over the age. They kept on talking about her brother went missing when he was eight. And then mm. he started having the dreams or started woke up. He doesn't remember his life before he was eight, that kind of stuff. And I was like, right, he was eight or nine, whatever it was. And I was like, right, okay. Uh, but he, it also would make sense that he's supposed to put together. He seems to be the only person that maybe has escaped from the barn. Hmm. You know, everybody else seems to go oh. there to that. Seems to have a place of death. And that's why, he, you know, it keeps on calling to him, maybe, you know, throughout his entire yeah, life. You I, know? I didn't think about that. I, hmm. Well, wouldn't the uh, if he escaped from the barn, wouldn't the new priest have also escaped? Because didn't he just go in when he made his choice, like uh, between saving a life and yeah, yeah, no one hmm. answers. Hmm. And what does that mean to be able to go in and and, and escape? Yeah. Like, what does that yeah, what does that do to you, and what does that what does that mean going forward? And why would why would Norton have to build it again? Or build something real? And how's he going to do it with bent bent rusty nails? <laughs> I got a lot of questions. Seems like a task. Yeah. But wasn't it, who was it that picked up the nail? And I said, was it Father Tom, was it? Oh. That picked up the nail? Or was it Joe that picked up the the was it The haunting seems to happen through the pieces of the barn that are lying about, if you mm. know what I mean. Because um, you see, I had that whole thing about him walking past the nail, remember, that was sticking out and I'm going, no, I'm not going to touch it, I'm not going to touch it. Norton, this is. Uh, mm. And then somebody comes behind him and lifts it. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Uh, I don't know who, who else that was. And wasn't there... Wasn't there somebody else that picked up a nail as well? Yeah, that I, I, I can't remember who it was. There was somebody came along behind him and picked up a nail, and I was like, "Oh, right, that that feels important, or that feels." That feels significant hmm. in some way. Oh, it was in uh, Father Tom's hand. Yeah, I thought it was Father Tom. Yeah, when they found his body finally, and they they. Because they were like, oh, wait a minute, he drowned two weeks ago. But then they just found his body. And um, that's what kind of let... Uh, was it Joe? Off the hook. Mm-hmm. Was it, is it Father Joe? Uh, that up. Uh, Tom? No, Father Tom's the original. Father Fred? Is oh, it Fred. Right. Isn't Alfred, it Fred? Yeah, Fred, yeah. Fred, yeah. Wilfred, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Wilfred, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, that let... It, Fred off the hook because Fred was being held as a suspect but then they found Father Ton's body which was supposedly drowned over two weeks ago be dead 24 hours or something like that wasn't it somebody Mm -hmm. found a nail in his hand yes yes that's right the deputy with the sheriff yeah And out of this uh, this page too, towards the end when Norton is entering hypnosis and he's falling through the realities. Oh yes, yes. Oh, it's just oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but it, like coloring is very different from pretty much any other page, and even in the six issues, you know, in terms of coloring to kind of show that it's different and really yep. that out. Hmm. 
Yeah, the layouts are wonderful too. Lots of great use of panels and layouts and even empty space. Yeah. The whole thing's extremely reminiscent of two things, and I don't know if anybody's ever watched or read them before. Outcast by Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of, of that, with the kind of the evil within the small town kind of thing that's been lurking there for a long time. And also, um, oh God, I'm going to forget the name, Midnight Mass. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's sort of had a game with the priest. It's sort of reminiscent of, of both of those things, because especially Midnight Mass, because it's sort of it presented as, oh, I don't know actually what's going on, and much the same way. There's just a mystery going on here that you have to unravel at yeah. a certain point. Just before it's given to you, you've sort of worked it out, but then it kind of does this whole reveal thing. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it's, it's not that unique in that way. Uh, premise, that yeah, yeah that premise you know that somebody comes to a small town and there's a mystery going on Absolutely. or there's a haunting going on or something like that that's you know that's been in movies and stories forever yeah. <laughs> but uh but um the the artwork in here makes this spectacular it's uh, so well done and and Lamaya gives us enough interesting characters mm-hmm. and those characters are in interesting situations within their own lives to really to hook us you know, into caring about it and and wondering what's going to happen to these characters, and we'll see how. Uh, I guess we'll see how fall how closely he follows some typical tropes and some. Hopefully, yeah, he, we'll see how he subverts other ones. And uh, I'm I'm very interested for the next volume. This is uh, this kind of left me wanting more. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, the use of color is especially striking. The red and the yellow and very bright colors. And the rest of it seems very scratchy and um, like distorted almost. Yeah. And that's kind of Sorrentino's, all from the other book that I've I've been reading, it's, it's the same style and it really fits this kind of storytelling. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with his, um, his artwork before. Uh so this was a pleasant surprise to discover somebody new to me, you know. It also feels like the kind of thing when we eventually do get to the end of this that I'll be pouring back over every page for something <laughs> there. Do you know what I mean? It, it sort of feels when you're reading it like it is leaving lots of clues behind here. It is leaving lots of mm. things in here that you just can't possibly make sense of yet, but when you do... It might make a bit more sense when the, when you come to it, and like, I even think the front cover of this entire issue is so interesting, in that mm-hmm. it just looks almost like a Manhattan style map if, in some ways, but it's also mm-hmm. quite clearly a face. Yeah, possible horns. Is that Norton with the yeah. mask? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, but uh, yeah, it definitely kind of resembles Manhattan a little bit. Yeah, in the, the starting of that map, the, that don't be shown yeah the city and the the park and the bridges and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty cool seaport yeah and the bridges yeah yeah the whole thing's very reminiscent of all that and it's not it's not named where this place is at all like or even where Norton is I mean Norton could be in New York I suppose but yeah I kind of assumed it was but it it might not be um, yeah it had but just by the artwork it kind of had that kind of feel hmm 
<laughs> it, yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, maybe Chris, with your point towards the uh, about the clues there. I'm wondering if we're going to have to go back and look at this after reading, like, volume two, yeah. you know, and try to go back and, and see if there's clues in here already. I bet you there is. There's got to be. <laughs> yeah. It seems so intentional. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. Really, it really feels like... And it's the kind of thing that you wouldn't feel like you'd have to read the whole thing again, but there are visual stylings in here that you you'd can flick through and go, oh, there, there's one, there's one. Or the use of color, or the use of the circles, all that kind of mm. stuff is so intentional. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's um, good. So this the, like the circles that that point out certain things. You know, at first I was like, okay, yeah, you're pointing out something obvious. I got to pay attention to, but now I'm starting to wonder if there's something deeper there that uh, that uh, oh wait a minute, maybe I should be paying attention to something else. You know. <laughs> And it, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning that the cardstock is very nice on the cover. It feels oh, yeah. like a very sturdy book for ten bucks for six issues. I think it's pretty, yeah. pretty good quality. I mean, you know, those little it things. A, it was a hefty one to pick up, you know, and kind of go. Oh, there's a lot to get through here, and especially when it kind of got the first kind of issue out of the way. I was like, I don't know if I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I really understand what's going on here, but let's just keep on going. But in classic comic book style, it always gives you enough. It gives you enough to kind of go along, and then some t- where around issue four or five, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> Such a skill. And they try. I think they try to do that by issue three. I've heard that they try to have the hook, or you know, yeah. Trying to get you hooked by issue three, but it's hard to, unless it's a team that you you know of. It's hard to keep coming back every month. That's if right. You're you're like, why? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> unless you have faith in the team, then it's tough to keep coming back. But come back. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, it's a tough one, but it, I mean, I don't. Anyone have any predictions? I I don't know. I mean, you could throw anything out the wall at this point. I think. Will Jesus yeah. make a return? And, and the other thing I should say about Jesus is, it's not like an angelic. He's a very scruffy, dirty-looking Jesus, and you know he hasn't shaved, and you know, but he's—I don't know if Jesus has a beard, but he's very unkempt looking, etc. But I hope he makes a return, like dirty Jesus. Well, <laughs> he's. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's, it's kind of hard for me to tell because it is. It's not, you know, the, the, the Jesus is on the crosses there. The, it's kind of repeated, like almost like yeah. uh, infinitely, you know. And uh, yeah, so he's kind of small, but um, yeah, I don't he's know. Well, he, I guess he is a little scruffy in the next page with the yeah. the close up on his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Tesla machine as well, I think it's kind of because that's linked mm-hmm. to parallel worlds as well. That kind of idea and oh, is that what the t- Tesla? Well, I think it's a Tesla machine, isn't it? It, it certainly has that. Like, yeah. Look, I don't know. Like, so if you're going to ask me for a prediction, I'm going to use the Prestige. I'm going to use the Tesla machine without going down too many spoilers and say we are in a kind of multi-dimensional kind of world. We are. This is the year of the multiverse now. This was 2018. Uh, maybe they did it first. Oh, maybe but, that's yeah. why they repeated the dialogue like five times in that same, hmm. that big 
oh, yeah. full page panel there. But having huh. said that, I don't know what that means or what sense it makes. I just think that that's kind of like the premise that they're sort of setting up. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> the um, it almost seemed like the like the Jesus like the Jesus imagery was almost like either a mockery or a way to get a re- get a reaction out of him because that's his faith. That's his faith. Yeah, that's how you would. So it almost him. seemed like right. Yeah. So is it is it a religious? Is it a a spiritual thing, or you almost get the impression it might even be something otherworldly that has just happened mm. to be here. So, yeah, maybe something else or other dimensions. Very science fiction, like you mentioned. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Huh. What if the barn is actually a church? Ah, I'm looking, trying to find a picture of the barn here just to see if it's to put a steeple on it or something. Can it be? I don't know. It could be. Yeah. A picture right in the back. And, uh, this one here, the Black Barn. It's an early church, so to speak. Where atrocity happened. or like It is unusual with the the, the window at the top. The big doors in the middle. I don't know. There's like, oh, maybe, anything's possible. Maybe a barn that burned down, or a yeah. church that burned down. Mm. I don't know. Looks kind of barny. Mm. We'll see. Gareth predicts a purple dinosaur in the next issue. (laughs) That would be a great joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I honestly, uh, I don't know. It's hard to make a prediction. I don't. I mean, well, actually, Norton is Norton going to meet up with with uh, with uh, Father uh, Fred? that's a question I have. Feels too early. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, anything is possible. I, I'd imagine they're going to meet in a common space that they're both part of, in but the, a, in different locations, if that makes sense. In the barn. In the barn, <laughs> essentially, yeah. And are these timelines happening at the, happening at the same time? Is Norton's timeline even happening at the same time oh, as didn't even think Father? Of that. Good uh, question. I was just thinking yeah. about that now. So maybe these aren't happening concurrently like they're happening years or even decades apart because we don't have a whole lot of time a whole lot of uh, like vehicles or or things that we can say that's approximately 1990s or whatever yeah so you wonder there's nothing really that gives us a time period so yeah. maybe they're happening at different times yeah there's no time stamp <laughs> mm. uh wow that, that's a good question too it, Oh man, I didn't think. Jeez, uh, throw me for a loop. It's it's almost like a plays with people's expectations. Who have read a lot of stories, seen a lot of films, do all of the things that you've seen. Kind of this melting pot of ideas give you enough of all of them before it mm-hmm. kind of decides on what. The bits I'm really interested in now is how Doctor Shoes hallucinations play it because obviously she doesn't see the need to collect the pieces doesn't she just sees the barn at the moment but what does that mean for her hallucinations and why is that bit contagious like why did she get that from him from him talking about the nails whereas for other people it doesn't seem to work like that i don't see it did the doctor see it too the doctor hasn't seen the barn at all he hasn't seen the barn that's right but he's but he's he's a believer yes Interesting. 
I, I thought of a you know different timeline thing because we were talking about Norton possibly being Clara's brother, brother, but when the when the therapist is reviewing his case or his files, it says that they did a, a, a an extensive search trying to find his family. So it doesn't seem like a very big place. I think they would have put that together. So maybe. He came in. He went into the barn and came out at a different time in a different timeline or time or place. Yeah, for sure. Went back (laughs) forward. Yeah, I think that's very possible. Or into a different dimension or a different universe or something like that. Yes, I I I definitely think it like it being a portal or a a wormhole in another dimension or another parallel universe could make sense. And there's no dates on anything. It just has case file numbers and but the only information. Dates are, it never says dates. Yeah, they're only going back. So, like, the, the barn, picture of the barn from 1924, the picture of the plowmen around then. It's all kind of very ancient stuff, but there's none that places the current date at all. Mm-hmm. There's no te- like. There's a distinct lack of technology here throughout the whole six issues. Mm-hmm. You don't see a TV. You don't. You only see a gun. That's about the only thing that, that, that you see. It's all scalpels and guns and... Even the clothes, hmm. right on the script. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was trying to see if the therapist might have had something a little more modern in their office, but uh, the avoidance of showing anything like that is is probably pretty deliberate. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, there is a cell phone. Oh, there is. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the doctor's, doctor's talking on a cell phone. Okay. Hmm. It's an iPhone 6. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. What that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know that phone anyway. <laughs> that would have been so good. Yeah, well, yeah, it's so hard to predict anything, but um, I think it'll probably get a lot weirder. Yeah. That's that would that's be a, par for the course, yeah. I think. For I would be disappointed if it didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of set up this this weird and wild world. Like if it just stepped back from that, you'd be like, "Ah, you pulled the rug up from <laughs> underneath me." Yeah, and oh, cool. and yeah. if it is another another timeline or or dimension thing, what about that would make? people go nuts and want to kill people Mm, yeah so Mm. how does that tie together if it is along those lines Hmm. no answers I don't know yeah Yeah, I I went into this you know we came to discuss this and I didn't have I had a few ideas, but now I have a. Now I'm really confused because there's so many yeah. different possibilities I didn't think of. Yeah. I mean, I came up with the idea, well, that's her brother, and that's the whole thing solved. And then I was like, but that tells me absolutely nothing. Like, <laughs> like, even if that's the big reveal or the big thing, like, oh, so what? Like, that's. <laughs> what's that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So I guess we're all on board. Is that. <laughs> Everybody good to go. Yes, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 hard but uh yeah, the this team is I yeah. I mean it's hard to to say no to this creative team. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we'll be back uh 
next week. But in the meantime, Jared, if people want to contact you, where can they find you? Ah, you can find me on YouTube at the Fantasy Thinker channel. And uh, you can also find me on uh, Page Chewing. And mm-hmm. um, where I... Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I, that's all I go to nowadays. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> go anywhere else. <laughs> that's a lot. And Chris... Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel at uh, my name Chris Moen M O H A N, or you can find me also on the Patreon <laughs> forums. <laughs> nice. So yeah. So until next time, uh, we will see what we come up with and read Volume Two. So, we'll catch everyone very soon. <laughs>